Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey! Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie. I am your host, and we got some good stuff to talk about. And hopefully, it will take the normal twenty minutes or so that it's supposed to take, and not thirty, so that I just barely get to work on time. Although I guess that doesn't matter because I'm not going to work because it's ten o'clock at night on a Friday, so I'm not going to work anytime soon, which is good. Let's see. Should we start the news? Let's just start the news. Anybody's curious, my kids are doing okay, which is good. Uh, had a rough week, but they are doing much, much better. <laughs> so, let me tell you about my good friend Trapper. I've sung to him on this podcast before, so some of you might know him. New listeners may not. Uh, basically, you know, he's my cellmate. Here, drink a coffee here. He is. Without a doubt, my best friend in the whole entire world, and this is sounding really sentimental and goofy, but uh, from time to time, he sends me suggestions on how to make the podcast better, and I really appreciate them, and I would like that to be anyone out there who's listening who has suggestions. I know Ben's made suggestions in the past, and I really appreciate it, because it's important to me to make the show interesting and fun, and not boring and dumb, which is... I don't know, most of the time where I think I'm, I'm at, I uh, this might be the best podcast in the world. It's not. But it, if, if it was, I would think it was total crap and not any good. So uh, I do appreciate any feedback to help make it better. And Trapper has given me several suggestions, like stupid stuff like, hey, why don't you put your email address on your website so when I want to email you stuff, I can. And my general answer to that is, you know my personal email account. Why don't you just email me at my personal account? And But he has a point because uh, if he doesn't know how to get a hold of me, then you guys don't know how to get a hold of me. So it's stuff like that that I don't think of. And I appreciate him, you know, kind of helping me out. And even listening because I know this really isn't his bag, his game. He's not uh, a big EV guy in general, I don't think. He's a nerd for sure. But I think he listens just to support me, and I appreciate that. Now, on to less gushing about Trapper, but more talking about him. He sent me two articles today, both from Hackaday. One from 
Ginny West and the other one from Elliot Williams. Let's talk about Ginny West's article first. Uh, EV West purchased a salvage Model S and made a video of them tearing it down. Um, excuse me, they made a video of them tearing the battery pack apart. So Model S got in an accident. They bought it from at an auction, and uh, they're going to salvage the 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 battery packs in there and resell them. And what they do, EV West, I didn't know anything about the company when I first started the article. What they do is they sell a whole bunch of, of parts and components and and chargers for electric vehicles, but they also sell conversion kits. Kits. So one of the cars that I love old cars and it's kind of a dorky looking car is the car Magia, the Volkswagen car Magia. They sell a conversion kit for the car Magia. It's like six grand. Here's the thing. I'm not really handy and it's not something that I'm going to be able to do because I would either a um, electrocute myself or B just fail miserably because this is not in my wheelhouse, but it looks super fun. And it's just kind of the thing that's the, that if I had the skills, it would be right up my alley. But since I don't have the skills, it's not something I'm going to attempt to do. Plus, I don't really have the money, the time, or the space to do something like that. But converting a gas Carmagia over to an electric car would be really cool. So that's what they use these battery packs for. And they give some other things in the video, uh, other uh, things you can use them for. But it's a really great video. It's amazing how much... Um, engineering went into these battery packs and I know you're like well duh it's it has to otherwise the car's gonna be a, a hot mess and I get it but just seeing it in person it's the video is like nine minutes long it's fairly entertaining I would definitely take a look at it I'll post a um, I'll post actually I'll just post the video on the website itself so you can go to the website um, they're selling these battery packs for $1,375, and it looks like there's about 16 battery packs total. So that's a you know $22,000 um, if you bought all of them, which leads me to believe they probably paid about 10 for the salvaged car. So not too bad. I might be wrong on the number. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Another drink of coffee. Um, yeah, it's a really cool video, and I definitely, definitely suggest checking it out. Anything like that, like any kind of makery stuff, is just so interesting to watch these people. Like they had to pump out coolant to help that helps keep the battery cold, cold, and I assume also helps keep the battery warm in in cooler winters or in cooler climates. Um, they had to pump that out just before they could even take the battery packs out. It was just a really neat video all around. Next video, or next video, next article. Also, like I said, this comes from uh, a suggestion by Trapper, and it's Hackaday, uh, Elliot Williams. AC versus DC for your house. Now, there's some things in here that I found to be interesting. Here's a little background. Um, as a firefighter, I'm taught, you know, a certain amount about electricity and how it works, because obviously, um, now with cars, but more so with houses, um, we don't want to electrocute ourselves when we're on a fire. Also, my dad was an electrician, um, wired houses for a living, so I understand electricity so far as I spent a lot of my time helping him uh, wire houses and get things hooked up and stuff like that. 
but I still there's a still like a ton of stuff that I don't know about it. So I'm going to preface this article with I understand enough to get by, but I don't understand enough to really explain the like the details. Like I can regurgitate you what the article says, but I can't put it in my own words and and make that make sense to you guys. So if you have the technical skills to do something like that, go and check out the article. Um, if you don't, I'll just kind of read to you or summarize what the article was about. So we have AC, which is alternating current, and DC, which is direct current. So AC1, according to Elliot, because I don't know, this, this, this is all his words, um, AC1 for three main reasons. First, it was more economical to build a few big AC power plants than a bunch of small DC power plants. And to give you an idea, um, you would probably need somewhere in the neighborhood of hundreds of thousands, according to Elliot, DC power plants to support, and I don't know if this is the world or the community, if you use DC power as a primary method of delivering power. Um, AC power was also best at transmitting power over long distances, and AC transformers were um, the only way at the time when this standard was all being developed to step up and step down voltages. So that's why AC one. Now let's skip ahead to today. We have solar power. So solar power generates in DC, and then the power is then converted to AC so that you can use it in your house. So you can, um, you know, run your TV or your laptop or your whatever you got, you know, everything that you have in your house, your refrigerator. Um, the benefits, two out of the three benefits that we just suggested, suggested, discussed of AC power are no longer valid with if you have a solar system, um, solar panel system, not a solar system. Elliot proposes that we have two power systems on our house. Um, one would come from, the power would come directly from the solar, and that would be the DC power system. And that would take care of basically all your small electronics. And I think a TV would include be included in the small electronics. And then you would have the AC, which is supplied by your local power company, and that would power all of your big appliances, like your washer and your dryer, and possibly your electric stove and refrigerator and dishwasher and things like that. Um, then, like I said, it goes into a bunch of technical stuff uh, that I read through, and I understand-ish, but I don't want to try and explain it. But it goes through, like, the safety, and it kind of breaks down how um, resistance works and heating and and um, Ohm's laws and blah, blah, blah. It's not something again, that I know enough about, so I'm not going to um, talk about it here. But the whole point is that it's inefficient to have a solar uh, panel system on your home, especially if you have a solar system with a battery, on your home, and then go from a DC to AC, and then he says back to DC again. I don't know in what case you're going to do that. Maybe if you're shipping the power back off to the a local utility, maybe it goes back to DC. I don't know. Um but it's more efficient to stay DC and just have DC inverters to change voltages when necessary. Cause right now 
uh, in today's day and age, DC inverters are much more efficient in changing the voltages. Um, I think this is an interesting concept. This is way above my pay grade. So because it is, um, I don't exactly know how far in the future this would be. I mean, it kind of seems like it would be kind of, it seems like it would be very complicated, especially for existing homes. And it, it, But I don't know, maybe it'll end up working out. But it does make sense that if you're generating DC power and then you're converting it to AC power and then going back to DC power, or it, it makes sense that you're losing some efficiency there. So, and that takes us into our next story, which is kind of about the same thing. This is from Fred Lambert at Electric. The Powerwall 2 was going to be released in two versions, AC and DC. Uh, you see how that worked in there together? Uh, Tesla is now discontinuing the DC version everywhere except in the United States. Now, there are some um, inverters that only work that the Powerwall 1 worked with, DC inverters that the Powerwall 1 worked with, excuse me, the DC, Powerwall 1 was DC, and it worked with certain inverters which were predominantly used in the United States and South Africa from what the article says. Um, but now they're saying, okay, no DC um, Powerwalls except for in the United States. And I have a couple of reasons why that may be. But basically, their reasoning behind it, Tesla's official reasoning, is that the AC version, is it offers greater flexibility, and it already has an inverter built in, whereas the Powerwall DC does not. And my guess is it's a cost-cutting measure because they are able to... Uh, well, the Gigafactory is located in the United States, so anything that they have extra would have to be shipped outside of the United States. So maybe that's why, because not very many people are going to use them. Um, also, so the Gigafactory location is one part of it, and that's a cost-cutting measure. Um, ease of manufacturing, when you're putting a lot of these out there, uh, it's easier just to build one line and just have them all be the same thing so you're not changing over. I don't know exactly what you'd have to change over, although the AC has the inverter, the DC doesn't. But I'm sure there's all different guts, so they have to change a whole line over or or dedicate a whole line to both where uh, both power walls. Whereas now they could do, you know, 100,000 AC units and 20,000 DC units, and then switch back over and do 100,000 AC units or however they want to do it, if that makes sense. Um, so it's just an easy manufacturing, and then also an inventory control issue because you don't want these things sitting around because it costs money. Hopefully that made sense. Next story, also kind of the same thing. This whole first four stories is kind of a theme. Um, South, Al South Australia, we've talked about this, has uh, a problem with blackouts in their electrical grid. So an Australian billionaire who's the CEO and I think founder of Atlassian, uh, they do tech, um, uh, they they build software for tech companies for like managing bugs and communicating with um, customers. So uh, he questioned Tesla's ability to build a 100 megawatt power pack system in 100 days to help relieve um, 
or bolster the South African power grid, the, excuse me, South Australian power grid. Um, Elon Musk tweeted him back and said that not only could they build it in 100 days, if they didn't build it in 100 days from signing the contract, it would be free. So now the billionaire from Australia, and I, I forget his name, he has to, um, he's coming up with the funding or trying to arrange the funding so that Tesla could build this. But essentially, if there are 100 days and, you know, 101 days, South Australia gets this beautiful 100 megawatt power system, which is cool. I, I think that's, Elon's really putting his money where his mouth is, because that's probably not cheap. I don't know exactly how much that cost. But here's what spurred the whole thing. Um, so Vice President... Uh, Vice President of Energy Products, Lyndon Rive, which I think that's Elon's cousin, uh, said that the company could solve South, South Australia's grid issue through a power pack system in a short amount of time. Here's what he said. We could install everything and get it up and running within 100 days, Rive said, at the launch of Tesla's Powerwall 2 battery um, in a converted substation in Newport near Melbourne. Rive also said, also claimed, excuse me, that Tesla could step in with a similar installation in Victoria that is facing grid instabilities as a result of impending closure of the nearby coal power plant. And I guess in Australia, and if you live in Australia, and then we have a couple listeners who do, uh, send me an email or a tweet. I guess um, the, they're shutting down coal uh coal energy plants from what I've been reading kind of as secondary to this article um, and people are actually because they're shutting these down and they're having the power grid issues people are asking for them to be re-powered back up so that they can not have these blackouts and if that's incorrect let me know but I think that's people are trying to get the I think it's the prime minister maybe president whoever leads Australia they're trying to get him to to refire up these coal power plants. So this is a good place for Tesla to be, obviously, because they don't Tesla's trying to get people to start using electricity and renewables and stop using things like coal and um, nuclear and things like that. So their whole this you know kind of plays right into their let's make the world a better place and then also we're gonna make some money off of this. Um I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of see what happens. Hopefully it goes through and it'll be interesting. But if I were Tesla, I would already, I would already have power packs on a ship heading towards Australia. Like now, just in case. What's it cost? Just shipping. Uh, Tesla has done similar installations in Southern California, which we talked about. They're also doing an installation right now in Kauai, which is by far... It's not my favorite Hawaiian island, but it's by far the most beautiful Hawaiian island. My favorite happens to be the big island, but that's just me. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so let's move on to the next one. Next one is Fred Lambert, and we're coming close to the end here. Uh, from Electric. And somebody built or bought a billboard at $5,000 a month that said, Elon... Please dump Trump. 
and I'm guessing this was in California, although it was stupid of me not to look to see where it was. Um, here's the thing, though. If you... Donald Trump probably has a fair amount of yes-men and women around him, and he doesn't seem to have a great... I. This is for me speaking. This is my personal opinion. Don't jump down my throat if you don't agree with me. But he doesn't ha- seem to have a... A fantastic grasp on reality and tends to seems like to believe people who are around him who are telling him things and if you have a bunch of yes man and he happens to believe what people are telling him because he thinks they're smart I, can you see where this is going like it's just going to perpetuate bad decision making now you get people like elon musk in there who are reasonable who have a different agenda, but are also reasonable and can talk to people, this is a positive thing. He can possibly change the mind of the president on certain issues. Don't know if that's true or not, but at least there's somebody in there trying. And from what I understand, you don't get paid to be on these councils. It's, you know, free. I mean, he gets paid because he's trying to support our um, create policies that will help his business out. But in the end, Elon Musk, I don't think, gets paid for any of this stuff. And if he does, it's probably not very much by his standards. So the whole goal for being on these uh, advisories, advisory councils is to change his mind in a way that is not negative. Like if you have a bunch of people who are like, kill the EPA. Okay, well, um, that's what he's going to do. And that's what he's did. That's what he's done. He's slashed the EPA budget by 25% which the person that runs the EPA, I forget her name, has said that this is pretty much going to cripple them. So hopefully uh, as they'll be able to figure something out. I don't know, GoFundMe? Um, I don't, I, there's been tons of pictures of um, what it looked like, what the world looked like before the EPA was established by Richard Nixon, by the way, and I think that was in, it was in the 70s. So the EPA was established by Richard Nixon because the pollution had become a huge problem. Again, I go back to if you don't believe in global warming, you can't deny that there's pollution. And you can't deny that the smog is awful. Like you go to L.A. and they say the smog's gotten better. You go to L.A. and you see that that layer of smog holding over the city. It's It's gross. You see pictures of China. And China's trying to clean up their act right now, and I applaud them. But it's gross. I don't want to breathe that. I don't want my kids to breathe it. So depending, no matter where you fall on the climate change issue, we should all agree that we we want less pollution. That's effectively what it comes down to. Um, And then there's another thing that's happening a lot. So people are... (laughs) If you have an opinion that is unpo- that is not popular, then you're demonized. It is not a crime or um, bad to be someone who leans towards the liberal side of things. It's not a crime to lead, lean towards the conservative side of things. There are good people on both sides. There are huge douchebags on both sides. If you are somebody that preaches um, tolerance and being open-minded... And then if somebody doesn't agree with you and you call them Hitler, which is not the same thing, because Hitler was a, a person who created um, a world with mass genocide. Calling somebody Hitler, is, it, it, 
it kind of diminishes or takes away or lessens what Hitler did. And I'm not saying lessens in a good way. I'm saying he did terrible things. And when if you keep calling people Hitler over and over and over again or comparing people to Hitler over and over and over again and they're not doing this mass genocide, they're just creating unpopular policies or whatever your opinion is of unpopular policies, you're kind of diminishing that whole atrocity that happened. I think. That's my opinion. So if you are somebody that is preaching being open and accepting, which a lot of the people on the left are, and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I'm libertarian. I don't f really fall into the conservative camp. I don't really fall into the liberal camp. I kind of think right now both Democrats and Republicans are kind of wackadoo, and I don't want any part of either of them. I don't know that, I mean, occasionally you'll hear somebody from one side or the other make a reasonable statement, but it really seems like it's like, who, who can be more outlandish? Let's try to top each other. And it's not a fun, it's not fun for me anyway, to be living in a country that's like that. Anyway, can get off my soapbox. Um, it's a good thing that Elon is there and advise, advising the president. It's possible that he's not going to make any changes. It's possible that he will make changes. In either case, you want him there. If you care about it enough to cancel your Model 3 order, which I think is dumb, but whatever, you can do what you want. If you care about the world enough, then you probably want somebody in there and might be the only person or one of a few people, definitely the minority, who's preaching, hey, let's get the, the world on, on a good track as far as the environment goes. Because nobody else there is. I mean, you can kind of see it with the pipeline and uh, and some of the other decisions like cutting the EPA budget and all that kind of stuff. So I don't want to get political, but I just thought, can we just stop with these things? Like praise him for being there. Tell him he's doing a good job because it's probably not easy. And it's probably not a whole lot of fun, but I could be wrong. And then finally, that was our last story. Uh, finally, one of our own, one of the good people who listen to the show, and I, like I said, I want to create a community around this show. Um, we follow each other on Twitter. Ben McLeish, again, hopefully I said that right, is running uh, the London Marathon and is raising money for St. Michael's Hospice. Ben uh, just tweeted this out. He did not ask me to mention this on the podcast, and I would assume since he tweeted it out, he doesn't mind. Um, I was going to ask him, but I checked, and it's like 4 o'clock in the morning in Lon at London time. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do it. It's a good thing. I donated to this. Um, I'll put a link. Oh, you know what? I did a... Hold on just a second. I created a short link, a bit.ly, to the site. Let me see here. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Ben Runs, R-U-N-S. So B-E-N... R-U-N-S, you can go, it's a linked through Virgin Money Giving, so like Richard Branson's company, so I looked through it, it looks to be legit, um, and basically what St. Michael's Hospice does, is, I mean, I'm sure you all know what a hospice uh, worker does, is they they help the family and the person, uh, pers the person dying transition from life to basically death. And my uh, good friend Mike, 
who was an awesome person. He had brain cancer, and he was um, probably, let's see, I think he was 27 or 28 when he passed away. Sorry, take a drink. My throat's getting dry. But um, Mike was uh, honestly one of the smartest people I've ever met. He was studying. Uh, he was a doctor. He was studying the different layers of the brain to find connections between schizophrenia and um, bipolar. And he was, um, and that's oversimplifying it. He definitely, he talked at a, a, a level that someone like myself, like an idiot, would understand. But he was doing a lot of high-level work, and then he had the brain cancer, and then he got uh, up to the point where he couldn't really see. Um, but hospice helped him transition from this world to the next. And I saw it firsthand, and it's a good hospice is a great service. And most hospices will do it for free. They don't even charge the family if you can't afford to pay. So I highly, highly recommend that you go to bit.ly forward slash Ben runs and donate some money. I did. You don't have to donate a lot. As a matter of fact, a lot of you have been buying my sticker packs. If you were planning on buying a sticker pack, don't and just donate a little bit of money to uh, Ben. He's trying to raise a thousand pounds, which is about two thousand US dollars. So good luck, Ben. And I hope you don't mind that. So moving on to the last part. Um, I used to do a podcast called Oblivious, and I've promoted it on the show a bunch of times, almost at the end of every show. And I stopped doing that because what I realized is I'm wasting money on um, hosting for that podcast when really I could just do a pick at the end of the show. Now, before the middle, I think it was the middle of middle to the end of February, I did my last show. And I explained that I was going to do the picks and all that good stuff. And then, Talking Tesla, listen to those guys. They're fantastic. You should listen to them. Also, you know, listen to this podcast, but they're really good. They, they offer a really good perspective. Uh, they decided to do picks too. So, here's the thing. Go back and listen to Oblivious, the final episode. And then listen to where they started doing picks. Because I'm not copying them. I, I don't know. It's it looks bad. It looks bad, but it's I'm being 100% honest. I was going to start doing this and then they started doing it at the same time. So, yeah. So here's my tech pick. <laughs> uh the Nintendo Switch. Um I got it on Friday, but I wasn't able to start opening it up and use it until Sunday. Played it throughout the week. This thing, if you don't know what it is, it's Nintendo's newest console. It is mobile so you can pick it up and, and slide these little controllers onto the side and take it with you or you can slide it into a little dock and you can play it on your tv and it works extremely well i've only played one game with it so far and that's zelda there's not a lot of games out there to play although there's some old classic titles you can download through the game store uh, and zelda breath of the wild is such a good game at first i was like i don't think i like this game and the more i play it the more it just surprise me, surprises me. But what it really does is it delights me. It is a really delightful game. Um, so I would highly suggest it. If you have the means and they're available in your area and you're looking for something to take with you, because I throw this thing, I have a little case for it. I throw it in my backpack. I was at work for two days. I go up to my room at 9, 
play it from 9 to 9.30 or so and uh, go to bed at 10 and, you know, wake up for calls and start over, you know, the next day because I work two days in a row. If you don't know, I'm a firefighter, so I do shift work. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's a great thing to do right before bed. I play it a little bit if my wife's at home and working and she's working. If she's working in bed, sometimes she'll bring her laptop into bed and work and she'll put it on her TV in the bedroom so I can sit down and I can play it with my wife or I play it while my wife's sitting next to me. And other times if she wants to be in the living room, then I could put it on the big TV. And if she wants to listen to something that isn't the Zelda, she can, you know, use her iPad or whatever, but I can use it on the big TV. It's actually a very, very cool system. I highly suggest it. Also, um, no, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, let's talk about the battery life's about three hours. Oh, <laughs> so that must mean that it's time to go. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Kilowatt and have a great day.